Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It was the Jaguars 37, it was the Colts 20, and it wasn't even that close. In every aspect of that game on Sunday, the Colts got outclassed. The Colts got outmaneuvered. The Colts got flat-out beat. Never mind the play of Gardner Minshew. Never mind the play of the defense. This was a game that what they weren't ready. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. There's no way any rational person thinks this team was ready to play. Slow, lethargic, out of place, out of touch. Oh, yeah, an incredible first drive and nothing else to show for it. JMV joins me right now from 93.5-1075 The Fan. He is the voice of sports in Indiana, and you can tell me that Garter Minshew, 33 for 55, 329 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. The interceptions aren't even the story in my view, JMV. It's that he threw 55 times. So is this game the fault of coaching, or is this game really fall on Gardner Minshew? Well, no, Minshew was terrible, Tony. Don't get me wrong on that, but I didn't think it was like rookie head coach Shane Steichen really covered himself in a great deal of glory either uh, because you're right. They started out the game in that first drive. He goes nine for nine and just thinking, all right, well, you're just trying to loosen things up, maybe take some shots down the field. And ultimately they did, but most of those shots were intercepted or almost intercepted. And really the most puzzling part was the strongest part of this offense would be the duo that you're going to have at running back. One that's proven it so far this year in Zach Moss, Tony, and the other that is still trying to prove himself after coming back and missing four weeks and getting that extension to Jonathan Taylor. And when you're talking about, I think the comparison was, what, 22-8 to eight in terms of throwing and running the football in the first half. Now, granted, once they got behind, you knew they were going to have to throw it, and they did start chucking it everywhere. But honestly, Tony, they were throwing it everywhere prior to that. So, yeah, the game plan didn't make a great deal of sense. And when you look at Jacksonville, I think Adam Archuleta kept saying this on the broadcast yesterday. It's not like the Colts are at all trying to take Jacksonville out of their comfort zone. And they didn't offensively. And this is a team, Tony, that you look back in week number one, you could make an argument. You really could make an argument that on that particular day, the Colts looked like, for three-plus quarters, the better team. And then in the fourth quarter, the wheels fell off, and they gave up 14 and ended up losing to Jacksonville. But this was not at all reminiscent of what we saw in that week number one, even in that loss. And certainly it was disappointing coming on the heels of a great performance. I mean, one of those performances where everything was going against it. You know, you had a, a losing streak at home, a losing streak against the Titans. You got the whole Jonathan Taylor stuff swirling 24 hours prior. And you go out and you do something that you hadn't done in seven tries at Lucas Oil Stadium and in five tries against the Titans. And then to follow it up with that mess yesterday, from Minshew 
to Steichen and the defense doesn't go without obviously a great deal of criticism either. It was just an overall lead balloon of a performance in a spot that we're used to going back to 20, 2014 and against the team where you really needed to show something. The Colts just didn't show up at all yet. So you asked a couple questions. I wanted to make sure I got the answers. Uh-huh. The passing attempts for the Colts were 55. The rushing yeah. attempts for the Colts were 17. A total of 44 yards, but four of those yards were gotten by Gardner Minshew, which means Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, 40 yards total on 15 rushing attempts. What? Not that we got behind early in the game. It seemed early that there was a total abandoning of the running game. We have been through this with Colts offenses, whether we're talking about Frank Reich or others, the screaming of run the damn ball. Why don't you just start with that? There's no doubt. I, the, the game plan, you could tell, was to try to loosen things up on the pass and get a rhythm going. And you could argue they went down and got three points. They did that. But at the same time, to set the stage to continue to try to do that and then to go down the field without really paying too much attention to the running game. Yeah, it was a faulty game plan, to say the least. And people like Shane Steichen overall, like what he has done so far with this team. But again, that was not a shining moment whatsoever for him yesterday in a game where they they needed some diversity here. I mean, that's what you're looking at with this running back core, this tandem, is the fact that if you're looking at it from a team concept, they're the most valued, the most productive that you're going to find. And with the little use that they had, and granted, you can look further, they had to start passing when they got down, you know, two scores, three scores, whatever. But the deed was already done. So the game plan made zero sense. And Gardner Minshew was just an absolute disaster yesterday. It went against everything that everybody tried to argue about. Well, you know, when you get Minshew in there and Minshew mania, you know, he's not going to turn the football over. He's going to give you a chance to win. He every bit did everything he can do yesterday to give you that chance to lose, which ultimately, Tony, they did. Talking to you, JMV, I got a hard time pinning this. On Minshew, I should say, talking to JMV from 93.5-1075, the fan, the voice of sports in Indiana, 33 of 55. You didn't, you, you, you didn't give him enough protection from an offensive line, and he threw for 329 yards. So I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he had a good game. He had a lousy game. But I think I'm putting it up to a lousy game, not a lousy quarterback. You? No, he was a lousy quarterback yesterday, too. It was a lousy game. Don't get me wrong. But, he but a he's not a lousy yesterday. quarterback. That's my point. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in those circumstances, let, let's look at it this way. Um, you can make an argument that Jacksonville had a week's worth of preparation for Gardner Minshew. It wasn't one of those things where, you know, you, you looked at Anthony Richardson, and now because he's injured and going out, this is what you have. They had a week's worth of preparation for Gardner Minshew, and it looked like, but they did. It looked like that they had everything covered. And, and here's the thing about Minshew that stood out to me. We, we've talked about this, you and I, before, Tony. His decision-making has been on point all the time so far. And then yesterday, when he threw three interceptions, which easily could have been five or six, those three interceptions, there wasn't much pressure on him. I mean, he was in a pocket. He was throwing off the back foot. The one into the end zone to Michael Pittman Jr. didn't even get close to him. No, he was throwing off the back foot. Had a wounded duck that looked like he was going sideways there. So I'm going to ask. I'm going to jump in. That, the interceptions were on him. I'm going to jump in. Was he injured 
after that first series? Did he injure his finger? Did he injure something? Mm-hmm. Is this what we're uh, going to find I out? I think so. Nobody, nobody said a word about it unless we find out later on today that he was. It's nothing I noticed, and nobody said anything about it. Now, I will tell you this. Ryan Kelly told the locker room yesterday that basically Jacksonville did yesterday what they did defensively in week number one. And that's why they came out and, and threw the ball in the fashion in which they did to try to get them out of that base defense that they showed in week number one. And I didn't go back and watch it again because, for goodness sake, we had to sit through it once and once was enough. But that's why it, it, it's kind of uh, – it's, it's tough to think about with Shane Steichen and, and the things he's done so right so far to go in that game and to really botch the opening in that fashion – um, and then obviously the quarterback making the, the, the turnovers was awful too, the interceptions. But it, it just, it's tough for me to come up with a reason why they, they started out that game, why that was the game plan, especially if Jacksonville came out in a similar fashion defensively as they did in week one. And again, that was with Anthony Richardson. But the Colts looked good in that game for the most part up until they ran out of gas in the fourth. I, it, it really goes goes without explanation, Tony. The game plan. Well, we're we are focusing on the offense. Maybe we should move uh, to the yeah. defense because they played that first half like they had never actually played football before. That was ugly and miscues, wide open guys. I have no idea where uh, Zaire Franklin was. I have no idea where Shaquille uh, Leonard really was in terms of of levels of pressure. I, I mean, we got three sacks on the day. I just I, I'm I'm almost surprised because there was just a lot of just seeming like, huh, where do I go now? It was a reminiscent of a year ago, right, Tony? Because the offense would be so stinking bad that we would forget about how bad the defense was and the defense would get a pass. The defense get a pass all last year because of just how bad the offense was and how big of a circus the team overall, the organization was. But, no, it wasn't a shiny moment for them either. Here's the one thing that you know, Tony, in that secondary. I mean, you got a rookie out there with Juju Brents, no doubt about that. He took his lumps, had a pick from Warren Central, but also took his lumps as a rookie might. But going into it, that secondary had given up the most big plays in the NFL, and you saw it. They got crossed up a couple of different times back there. One led to a touchdown pass and catch to Christian Kirk. That's just, unfortunately, I think what you're going to get, what you have to have is a consistency of getting after the quarterback. They let, they really did leave um, Trevor Lawrence to, to make plays with his legs, and that's what you wanted to stay away from. He you know, built himself a little bit more time, and then obviously in that secondary, if you leave it up to them, there are more times than not going to screw it up, and that's what you saw yesterday with that. Some miscues you mentioned, and then, you know, the, the, the couple of first downs you get by virtue of jumping off sides, I mean, that's just bad form as well up front with guys that should know better. Yeah, both sides of the football, dramatic issues in that loss yesterday. Now let's talk about the future because Anthony Richardson on injured reserve and this debate and, and I don't know if the decision's been made, uh, probably has about uh, season-ending season surgery, which means it's Gardner Minshew, Sam Ellinger, and I'm forgetting the name of the guy they just picked up. Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. That is absolutely it. Um, <laughs> the... the Colts have just resigned to, okay, this is where we're going forward. This is how we're going forward. We never anticipated going deep in a playoff run anyway. We might not make the playoffs at all. Let Anthony Richardson get healthy. That's the plan, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny about it. I mean, I think, and I don't know how you view it too, when it started with Cleveland coming up on Sunday, it kind of seems like 
with these games, the, the good thing they have going for them is their schedule is really easy. That probably yesterday, Tony, was the best offense they're going to see unless, you know, Cincinnati picks it up to where we believe Cincinnati should be offensively when the Colts see them later on this year. But, I mean, it's not a who's who of quarterbacks we got to face moving forward here. I mean, who knows if it's going to be Deshaun Watson or P.J. Walker coming up on Sunday, and then, what, Derek Carr with New Orleans, you know, you Mac Jones, who's a mess in New England. So it's not a who's who, and it's an easy schedule, but really you look at this team with the Colts, they didn't give you a lot of reason to have a great deal of confidence. So I think all these games are coin flips, and I think it depends on the injuries of the team who they face, and I think it also depends on what everybody else within their own division does, if anybody else can get Jacksonville a couple of different times because now the Jaguars hold the tiebreaker exclusively over the Colts, which is incredibly disappointing. So I I don't think it's an end-all, be-all with that loss yesterday, but I think the excitement built for Tennessee probably went a little bit overboard. I don't blame Colts fans for going overboard with it because they haven't had a lot to cheer about. But I think we saw a lot more of what that team is like and probably will be like further down the road than really what we wanted to believe after that went over Tennessee. I don't know. I, I still yeah. think aberration. I, I, I think that while this team is not perfect, they're better than that. They're better than what they were yesterday. That was just bad all the way around. That was, and I'm going, I put it on Jim Bob Cooter. I put it on Gus Bradley. I put yeah. it on Shane Steichen. For me, that was coaching debacle. Well, it was. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you look at both sides of the football, the game planning from, from Steichen and, you know, the execution of the offense wasn't there. Didn't even give you running backs a chance. And, as we talk about with the defense. That, that secondary, Tony, is what should worry you because it will make teams that aren't so good look a lot better because it is not good. Now, will they get experience to get better? That's obviously your hope, but they give up way too many big plays back there, and you know, they're, they're liable to give it up against teams that you wouldn't expect to give it up to as well. I don't know. Maybe it's a bump of the road. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was the Jacksonville team coming back two, two weeks in, in London – uh, that was good to go. But to me, it just kind of seemed like what this team with the Colts is going to be like, too. I mean, you might get a Tennessee type of effort. You might get a Jacksonville type of effort. It's kind of a flip of a coin every week, it seems. JMV, 93.5, 107.5, the fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. I appreciate you. More is coming. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.